Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Let's Get Candid podcast. If you have not been here before, or this is your first episode, this is a podcast where we just have a very casual, candid conversation about anything, really. And so today I am joined by Angelina again. Hello. You are such a star. Do you know how many people were raving about how funny episode two was? Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) The expose. (laughs) So today's topic is, I guess, a little more serious, potentially, question mark. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, We're going to be talking about toxic relationships or toxic friendships. But I guess first off, how are you? I'm good. I've been, I was like thinking about this in the shower last (laughs) night. There's, there's a lot happening, but yeah, no, I'm good. I'm in Florida living life. Amazing. How are you? Doing well. It's getting colder here. So you were thinking about this in the shower? What, like specifically? I think it was more like just curbing myself because I was like, okay, I don't need this to turn into, like, I'm about to end this man's entire career situation, you know? <laughs> like, I think wanting to acknowledge that people are complicated, relationships are complicated, and the things that we might bring up today aren't, you know, black and white, and they're always going to be biased because it's obviously coming from one perspective. Um, yeah, just grounding ourselves in that but also hoping that the stories we do tell provide some entertainment value, but more importantly, (laughs) lessons. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully these are lessons for other people, for ourselves too, so that we don't make the same mistakes, right? Definitely. So let's talk about, start with relationships, because I feel like those are a little bit more juicy, potentially, or... I feel like it's more telling when there is like a sign of a toxic relationship in a romantic sense versus a friendship maybe because there's just a lot more at stake maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, We didn't really prepare for this topic at all. We're just kind of winging it and seeing what happens as we dive into our memories and our experiences. But yeah, do you want to start with any examples or maybe some signs that you've seen like either repeated in your experience or other people's experiences i think one of the like one of the most obvious ones is physical and like emotional damage lack of empathy is a really big one you know like seeing someone that i was seeing someone that would do things behind my back and lie about it when i confronted him Mm. um yikes so that kind of like obviously contributes to some lasting damage because there's no desire on their part to seek accountability um and you know if you let them get away with their mistakes they're not sorry until they get caught things like that that that's Mm. when it can get pretty toxic how about you i definitely agree i feel like in the relationship that is an unwanted burden a lot of times but At the same time, it's something that I have tolerated in the past just because of my, like, affection or attraction towards that person. 
So I feel like it's definitely hard to pinpoint when someone is like depending on you or like not willing to change their ways or just straight up lying to you and like kind of taking advantage of that, like taking advantage of your forgiveness or yeah, or the fact that you're giving them second chances or something, anything yep. like that. And I think that's what makes it so tiring because the part of you is like, all right, this isn't right. Like there's something wrong with this and it's frustrating, but at the same time, like you care so much about that person where it's almost like, oh, I don't want to like bring it up because like, yeah, yeah, it's like you're comfortable there or you see other sides of them that almost redeem this, this toxic mm-hmm. aspect of the relationship. Definitely. If looking back at your past relationships now, is there one thing that you let slide or tolerated for too long and now looking back you're like what the heck (laughs) should not have done that i guess one that stands out to me is just that emotional dependency and i think the reason i let it slide was because at first i didn't see an issue with it because i thought all right we're in a relationship shouldn't we both be supportive and like Mm -hmm. shoulder each other's burdens and stuff um and it wasn't until i realized that I was doing so much more of that than he was. You know, these were things that only he could figure out on his own as an individual. Things like personal self-esteem and self-worth and just overall direction in life. And you're not there to hold their hand, walk them through every decision because then they're just doing things for you and it's not out of Mm -hmm. their own will, their own passion, or Mm -hmm. their own interest. And the second I would step back, it was like complete mess, you know? Like he he was so lost. Oh, that really ain't it. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Mm Mm-hmm. What about you? I feel like I can't say anything without being too exposing, to be honest. (laughs) 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 Maybe, and maybe this is a different trait, but somebody that doesn't take your insecurities or long-term trauma seriously um Mm. whether it's like dismissing them or not really thinking about it I know someone I was seeing did things to make my insecurities a lot worse like I used to have really really bad body image issues and he would just like make really mean comments about how I looked yeah it was it was a (gasps) lot.com yeah I remember like his grandma, I mean, and you know, Asian grandmas, they yeah. they really do be like that sometimes. Um, <laughs> his grandma was like, oh, she's too ugly for you anyway. <gasps> and he, he just laughed. And that was like, ugh. ugh. Oh I mean, looking my. back on it now, it's, it's like, I kind of just have to laugh because the whole thing's just so ridiculous. But it's things like that um, that definitely should not be tolerated and are borderline toxic you know yeah shouldn't they be like on your side advocating for you yeah yeah and i think that happens in not even just like in relationships but in our community a lot you know people don't like to be confrontational and they'd rather just sweep things under the rug um you know like especially in our church culture and our asian culture and things like that um they'd rather just let things slide which is why it does hurt when somebody doesn't stand up for you but they are a product of the culture they grew up in so i think that's just a toxic trait that maybe our culture as a whole needs to deal with too 
Yeah, it's not like an isolated experience, I don't think. Um, yeah. Something that we can work on correcting within ourselves and other people. And it's hard to confront people when you see someone doing something that could lead to someone else feeling hurt. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I guess it's just, you know, small steps until we get to a healthier place where we have relationships and friendships that actually build the other person up. Yeah, that ain't it. (laughs) (laughs) Another point you brought up earlier about like physical, emotional abuse, I feel like that is one of the more telling signs, just more like serious evidence in a way. A lot of other things that we're thinking about or talking about are more passive, not like inherently or like explicitly just like bad, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's difficult to come clean about that stuff because oftentimes you don't want to put the other person in that light or you also are worried about how you will look if you come clean and, you know, say that you're a victim of something. I feel like there's an element of shame, which is also something I think we should work on eradicating. Like, there's no Mm -hmm. shame in being a victim or even going through any of these other types of toxic relationships or friendships because, you know, we're all human and we're all messed up in some ways, and so relationships are always going to be broken. I mean, it's sad to say, but it's kind of inevitable for a lot of relationships and friendships to be toxic when you put two very imperfect, very broken people together definitely so i feel like the first step is to i mean i say that as like it's supposed to be simple and it's not it's very difficult but just to be honest with yourself and people that you trust whether it's in your circle or someone who is a third party like a therapist or a counselor um just talking about what you're going through because that's how you get back on the path towards healing that's a good point and it's not just the shame too i think People are so quick, like you said, to minimize, you know, their the, the toxic traits of a partner or a friend or whatever um, because they care about the person and they think, you know, oh, they're a victim of circumstance or it's not a big deal or I'm overreacting. So you're right. It, it does take a lot of self-reflection to see where that boundary is. I guess it's normal. I don't know. Maybe we need to normalize yeah. it a little bit more because so many people go through it. Totally, yeah. even just the past few years, I feel like so many more people, and not just girls, like guys too, like have come clean about either something that they've gone through or something that they personally did. And it empowers so many other people who are going through the same thing to acknowledge the hurt and to work towards, you know, getting better and preventing it from happening again. Agree. I think another toxic trait is possessiveness or selfishness. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you feel like you've experienced that personally, either with a partner or a friend? Uh, Yeah, I would say I've experienced that before, but again, in a very passive way, like sort of like, oh, you're going to go hang out with that person, kind of guilt trip me into thinking that I shouldn't be going. So I feel like most of the experiences I've had, at least in relationships, have been very passive. And I don't know if that's just the characteristic of Asian American guys or, you know, guys who grew up in the church. On one end, you're like, there should be nothing wrong with doing this. But because the person that you care about is hinting or suggesting that it's not, I I don't even know, like what they want you to do or just you shouldn't do it. 
it makes you second guess like everything about yourself you're like am i a bad person yeah and i feel like you have to question their motivation for why they're asking you to you know not hang out with a certain person yeah have you ever had friends who have exhibited some of these toxic relationship traits like being possessive or controlling or you know abusive or offensive for any of those traits i don't think friends i don't think i have any examples with friends there was a time with somebody i was seeing um our mutual friend did something not great to me like it was actually Mm. really 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 bad the person i was seeing at the time wasn't offended because i was hurt so they weren't really offended on my behalf but rather that his pride was impacted i guess so i don't know if that's possessiveness necessarily i guess it is but certainly i'm sure there are friends who do that but like we said they don't advocate for you they don't stand up for you i feel like with friendships It's a little harder to think about some examples because friendships come and go a lot faster than relationships. So if there's like any kind of red flag or sign of someone's personality being even slightly toxic, we kind of just like eat out, you know? Yeah. Ooh, how about a friend that flirts with you when they're in a relationship or when you're in a relationship? I feel like I've come across those kind of people. Really? And they, like, weirdly pride themselves in being homewreckers. Like, I don't know why it's a thing. Maybe I just have shitty what? friends. But <laughs> Okay, wait, let's talk about this. What do you mean, like, they just, like, flirt and come after you knowing that you're dating someone? Like, Yeah, and I think in this sp- specific situation I'm thinking about is they were unhappy with their relationship. You know, just super messed up and turned to me or somebody else, you know, for, like emotional support and was being borderline flirty and things like that so i think that's just what i mean i mean i would say that's pretty toxic for all parties involved yes Yes. oh my gosh do you stay friends with them i think at some point you just have to draw a line i think i mean with that friend specifically i just said what the fuck is wrong with you like (laughs) it's not okay it's not okay you know i don't get it i don't know how people get that far into thinking that kind of thing is okay but kind of related i guess when you think back on a toxic relationship or friendship you're in did you find yourself turning to other people to either compensate for you know what was lacking in the relationship or to cope yeah i think so in one of the relationships where the guy was possessive and i was like second guessing myself i was literally just like having lunch or getting coffee with friends that I had been friends with for probably a decade or more. Mm -hmm. I think the guy was just insecure that I was going out to eat or catch up with another guy. Most of the time, these guys were either married or in very committed relationships or we were like cousins, basically. Like, that's how close, like, our friendships were. I think the way I coped with it was I would try to talk to some of my girlfriends. Like, I remember talking to you a lot and asking like am i crazy like yeah should i not I be doing this and you're like no that's like totally normal because you knew my relationship with with those other guys you knew that there were there were no intentions on my side or the other person's side right finding those people that you can really trust to tell you the truth but also know you and your situation and in my instance like the fact that you also knew the people that I was going to lunch or having coffee with. It was just a really good sounding board and reassurance for me when um, I was confronted by 
you know, my ex-boyfriend. I don't think I've coped, but I definitely compensated in ways that I shouldn't have. Like, at that point, I should have just walked away from the relationship altogether. Mm -hmm. But maybe a really dumb example is I just kind of learned not to expect anything from the person I was dating on my birthday. What? And, and sort of just... <gasps> You know, like, I was like, oh, I know my, my close friends and my family care, and that's that's all that matters kind of thing. But yeah, I think that was something that was difficult to deal with, too. He just straight up, like, forgot my birthday a couple, actually a couple years um, when we were together. Um, oh. I don't know. Like, like how? Is I don't know. Like, I guess Google Calendar isn't a thing <laughs> in this world. <laughs> I mean, that's not necessarily toxic. It could be how the person grew up. But it is toxic if you tell them that something's True. important to you, like a birthday or some kind of event, and they don't take it seriously. Like, yeah. I get, like, missing it, like, a by a day or, you know, not preparing anything, but how do you just, like, not care? Unless yeah. you didn't care, but obviously you did, and your friends and family show that they cared, too. So you would think that someone that you're close to, someone that you are committed to and invested in would also show that same support. Yeah. I don't know what didn't click because, <laughs> I mean, I always prioritize his birthday and, like, planned surprises and stuff. Yeah, but I don't know. It was just... I remember there was one year when he forgot and then I had to remind him the day of at, like, two in the afternoon and oh he panicked, bought me a milkshake. <laughs> but I couldn't even drink it because uh, there was, like, malt in it, and I was allergic, so... Oh, no. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, it's okay. I mean, it, it could really just be how the person grew up. So, I guess that's a good segue is, is like, when you're thinking about, you know, in, in the context of a relationship or a friendship, how do you determine what is toxic versus what is a negative trait to work on? Because the birthday thing, that's not inherently toxic. Right. So how do you differentiate? I think it's extremely case by case. I kind of want to say that each person defines toxicity differently. What's toxic for one person might not be toxic for another person. Yep. And I think that goes back to what we were saying about just being very self-aware and honest with yourself and with other people. When you're in a relationship or in a friendship, I think the moment where it becomes something toxic is when it affects more than one aspect of your life and it's persistent. Yeah. Like it's not like a one instance type thing because I think that's where you have differences, right? When you have differences between two people, you're bound to have conflict or arguments or, you know, someone hurting the other person. But if it's like a repeated behavior that is affecting you in multiple facets of your life and it's continually hurting you or dampening your voice in that relationship, I think that's a telling sign of something that might have started off as just human differences but moving into something that could be toxic for you and the other person. Yeah, and you make all these little compromises that fly under the radar until you look back on one, one day and you see you've compromised on a lot. Yeah, I guess going off of that, you kind of feel like you lose a sense of who you are when you're in that relationship or that friendship. You start doing things that aren't necessarily for you. You're trying to cater to the other person by making those small compromises. Yeah. How do you deal with somebody, or I mean, maybe you've experienced it yourself, where you feel like you're giving more into the relationship than you take, but you're okay with it? Just, you know, 
from a personality like personality wise you're okay with it or you don't mind because you care about them i was talking to someone okay that was really vague i was like getting to know somebody talking to someone and i started to like this person and i think i gave a lot more in our friendship or like you know quasi relationship i guess um than he did mm-hmm. it took a lot for me to realize that that wasn't fair because i thought well if i like someone then wouldn't i want to do these things but again like i had really good friends who would you know read all my screenshots <laughs> and tell me <laughs> like hey i don't think he is willing to put in the same effort as you and even if he does have feelings for you it doesn't seem like he's ready to commit to something that it's going to be healthy for you because you are giving so much more i think on my own i don't think i would have been able to see that because i was so blinded by the moments that we did spend together i guess from the outside looking in like my friends they were able to see just so many signs i think one of the most telling signs was i was like going through a very very busy time in my life and i tried to explain to him and rant to him like what was going on because he asked how my day was and mm-hmm, he basically mm-hmm. dismissed it all he was like dang you might be busier than i am i was like huh Ugh. Like, am Ugh. i not allowed to be busy and that really got to me Ew. because i realized how much i was giving to him emotionally like i would listen to him i wouldn't bring up anything that i was going through but the moment i tell him why i'm overwhelmed and anxious he's just like yeah whatever kind of you know Ew. I don't like that. Yeah, so honestly, I don't think I would have been able to figure it out on my own. So I've always kept my good girlfriends in the loop, the very beginning, because I know my judgment is not the best sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I think I realize, like, I get manipulated a lot. Yeah, or, yes. What was the word you used when I was ranting to you? Bamboozled! You're like, you bamboozled <laughs> by these dense mofos, and I was like, yo, that is amazing oh we don't need that energy here okay we don't we do not okay as fun as it is to spill tea on other people how do you recognize toxic behaviors in yourself Ooh, that's deep yeah hmm because we all have those i need to think about this do you have an answer i actually gathered some from a few friends one said when you look back at an instance where you weren't impressed with yourself or how you handled the situation Mm -hmm guess i have one i've become more aware when i'm very stressed i get into a state where i feel like it's okay to gossip because oftentimes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the source of my stress somebody or something someone did sometimes talking about it helps but then it can quickly spiral into gossiping although it's contained right with me and maybe someone else that's in my close circle or community it's still spreading that perception even if the other person that i'm talking to recognizes this is just an opinion it's just perpetuating that that image of that person i think it's still toxic it speaks to me as a person you know the kind of person i become when i'm overwhelmed or hurt regardless of whether or not other people hear it outside of my trusted circle. Yeah, yeah. And then on on that extreme, you could recognize that toxic trait of people don't signal their trust for you or in you. You know, if your close friends stop confiding in you, things like that. You know, if you see that pattern, it's usually a sign that there is probably a toxic trait that you're exhibiting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have any examples? I do. I think 
in my relationships, I've realized that sometimes I don't have empathy when they need it the most, especially if I feel like my anger is justified. I mean, I think that is toxic, sort of having to fight, you know, like a self, a feeling of self-righteousness to help the other person. Mm -hmm. I've, I've also noticed certain traits that girls tend to have, maybe, <laughs> and maybe like my sample size is too small. I've seen girls who like demean their boyfriends and everything they do, and they sort of do it jokingly, but I don't know. It seems like it's a little too much a lot of times. Mm -hmm. The other thing I've seen is people who expect a finished product out of their partner or a friend, like hold them to a way too high of a standard and not willing to work with them and just sort of putting down what the other person lacks hmm. or trying way too hard to fix them. I don't know why girls like to date projects. <laughs> I mean, we talk a lot about how guys are, or they have this savior complex, but I think girls do too. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's not just a masculine trait. Yeah, wait, hold on. There's a meme I want to find. Oh, it was like, quote, I can change him. Girl, did he shit his pants? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, trying, I think trying way too hard to fix someone can also be toxic too. Because if they don't mm -hmm. want to change, then that's really on them and not, you know, you're not obligated to change them. Right, exactly. Growth. We are all growing. <laughs> yes, yes. Growing in recognizing signs in other people and in ourselves, so. Yes. Have you ever done that thing where you... It feels like manipulation. It probably is. I did this a lot when I was younger, like guilt tripping them, not to the point of threatening a breakup or anything, but doing something like that, like when you're in the heat of an argument. You know you know how people do that? They like threaten divorce or like mm. do something. I know what you're talking about, but I don't think I have done that necessarily. Maybe I'm not aggressive enough in arguing. I'm just like... Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I think the last relationship I had, I became much more um, vocal and much more aggressive. Mm, but mm -hmm. whenever I would bring up breaking up, like I really meant it, you know? Right, yeah. So I don't think I would use that lightly. But I guess in the past, when I was younger and in relationships, I've definitely had guys do that to me. And I'm just like, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like when you're when you're confronting them over one thing and then yeah. it escalates so far and you don't address the original yeah. issue. I feel like I've seen mm -hmm. that. That's like deflection, right? Yes, that's what it is. Our top three takeaways. I'd say don't excuse toxic behavior in other people or in yourself. Another takeaway is when your friends are talking to you about their relationships or their friendships and there are signs of toxicity or abuse. I think first of all, just be gentle and listen to them. Sometimes they're not ready to confront that situation in a serious manner. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Recognize that they might not see the situation the same way as you do. So if you go ahead and tell them straight up like, yo, that's, that's toxic. And sometimes it's okay too, but other times, if you're not sure if that person sees their significant other or that situation in the same light, it can come off very aggressive and almost yes. offensive. Like, yep. like, how dare you say I'm in a toxic relationship? Like, I love him, you know? Like, I think just be careful and first of all, be very gentle with them. If this is someone that you really care about, I think that level of honesty can fluctuate. 
But yep. it's all about how you deliver that and the timing of that as well. If they're just trying to rant, be there for them, you know, maybe the next day or a couple days later. If you think they're in a really dangerous position and you have that close relationship with them, I guess personally, like, I would want someone to call me out. Yeah, I think just being careful at the get-go and trying to watch how you confront or how you address that person who might be going through something that is very difficult. I think the last thing people want to hear when they're like crying and like upset is that hearing someone tell them like get out of that relationship it's toxic or you're going through abuse or something like that. Yeah, I was definitely that person. I lashed out at all my best friends for <laughs> confronting me with that stuff. They're, they're so patient. I just kept like, <laughs> I don't know, coming up with excuse after excuse somehow. I think you're right and and I think what you need to also tell them is that toxic traits are usually born out of circumstance so they can be excused maybe by their upbringing or past relationship or their culture or whatever but whether or not they choose to better themselves for you I mean it's a choice right um, and they're not choosing that for themselves they're not choosing that for you so that's something to drive home to at the end of the day do you have a last takeaway take notes hindsight's 2020. <laughs> no recognized <laughs> patterns. And maybe just it's important to take the same amount of energy and time reflecting on toxic people and like reflecting inward too. So mm. asking people what you need to work on and like when you work on yourself and you're firm and your own belief, your values and your weaknesses, it's easier to recognize toxic traits in other people and like what your boundaries are you know and it's easier to maybe stand up for yourself too mm -hmm. preach it's like that saying like you attract what you are is that, mm -hmm. what, is that mm -hmm. what the saying is something like um, that <laughs> something like yeah. that you get the gist yeah, um, yeah or striving to be the kind of person that you want in your own life exactly yep cool i'm like sweating that was a very heavy topic i know me too <laughs> Um, we're going to lighten things up a bit and do another would you rather question. Your last would you rather question on episode two had so many people just geeking over your, your story. <laughs> I'm going to have you pick a number between one and a hundred. 37. Would you rather have a 10 hour dinner with a headstrong politician from an opposing party or attend oh, no 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 <laughs> the other one or attend a 10-hour concert for a music group you detest oh no 10-hour dinner with a headstrong politician from an opposing party or a 10-hour concert for a music group you detest you know what okay you know what in the spirit of self-reflection and betterment let's go with a hearing out the other side yeah. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Growth. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard though. If I don't the question doesn't say if you're the only person with this other politician, but Yeah, that's one on one. That's kind of rough. But I mean, yeah. we we need Ten that. hours? We need that though. We just need to understand each other. Dang, this question is crazy. 10 hours is a lot for even someone you like. I was going to say concert. <laughs> Cuz I could do other stuff. I could like knit a scarf or like play animal crossing bring my switch into the concert maybe by the end of it i'll just be hoping that the pad from our first podcast story will just hit them in the face <laughs> <laughs> oh no uh anyway thanks Ange, for yet another great episode 
This was fun, even though it was a little yes. more serious. That's all that we have today. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and follow to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a good review and a rating so that other people might be able to discover the podcast and join in on future candid conversations. Yeah, that's all we have. So we'll see you on the next episode. Any last words, Angelina? No, let's just say bye. <laughs> all right, bye, bye guys. Bye.